there, beautiful people. You're listening to Cast Ripple by Carla Berger from Cape Town, South Africa. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my first ever full episode of Cast a Ripple. I'm so excited to start sharing with you guys and diving deeper into this. Today's episode I'm going to dedicate to the beginning of my Be A Ripple journey, which started with reading The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I'm also going to throw in a few things from his book, A New Earth. Um, And just so you know, there's also a, a book of his called Practicing the Power of Now, which is basically just a summary of A Power of Now. So before I dive deeper, just a disclosure for general purposes. Um, All of the things I'm going to discuss on Cast Ripple is my opinion and I'm not saying it's the ultimate truth, it's just me chatting to you guys about what I've learned throughout my journey. So don't um, take everything I say with a pinch of salt as I do with everything else that I learn and read and if you want to quote me Um, then date the quote as well because chances are in a year or so the things I say today um, might have evolved. Another thing that I just want to mention before we go on is the concept of words. Just keep this in mind, right? Bear with me. So words um, can be quite tricky to work with, especially if you're trying to describe something to someone that they haven't sensed before and that which they haven't come into contact before um, for instance if I say tree you know what tree is you know what it feels like what it smells like what it looks like even what it sounds like when the wind is blowing through it so you have a preconcept of what that is but it becomes more difficult um, when trying to describe something to someone which they haven't sensed before. For instance, and a friend of mine um, used this analogy, and I'm going to use it, uh, pausing on the wisdom. So say, for instance, someone, and there's a lot of these people out there that haven't been to the beach before. There's someone that hasn't been to the beach before, and you're trying to describe to this person what it's like to be at the beach with your toes in the sand and the waves over your feet. It becomes difficult because they don't understand, they might understand the concept of water or salty water, but they don't really understand the sense of what it is to be on the beach with your toes in the sand and the water over your feet. Anyway, so what I'm trying to say is just whenever I use a word and the word doesn't really sit well with you, just go with it. So now that the boring stuff is out of the way, we can dive deeper into the power of now. As you know, cast a ripple or be a ripple was inspired by a quote from Eckhart Tolle. And this is not in the book. It's um, in one of his videos, which I've watched a million of. And it says, be like a ripple on the surface of the ocean, realizing that it is the ocean. 
So essentially what this quote means is that we are all ripples. And the key to life and the key to living our best life is to realize that we are not only ripples, but we are all the ocean as well. And that connectedness, there's no separation in this quote. It means that we think we are ripples that are separated, but we are all connected through the ocean. So it's the same as the quote that says, and this is from Rumi as well, that says, you are not just a drop in the ocean, you are the ocean in a single drop. So it all comes down to our perceived notion of separation and where in actual life there is no separation. So I'm going to structure the podcast a bit differently than the books do. In one of his videos, Eckhart Tolle discusses the concept of a human being and what it entails. And this just links in so well with the whole ripple ocean scenario or analogy we have here. So he goes on to say that we are human beings. We have a human part and we have a being part. And that we are so connected with our human part that we seldom tap into the being part of human being. So where the human part is the ripple part of the analogy, the being part is the ocean part. And essentially, it is about finding a balance between these two. There can't be a ripple without the ocean, and there can't be an ocean without the ripple. No human without being, no being without human. So it's all about finding a balance and creating oneness between these two concepts. There is no separation. The separation is only in our minds and what we perceive to be true. Okay, for us to understand the concept of human being or the ripple and ocean analogy, we need to break these two apart first because we need to understand each separate piece in order to understand how they are actually not separate. It's very confusing, I know, but bear with me. So, the human or ripple part of the analogy has everything to do with our thoughts and our emotions. These are all parts of our human experience here on Earth. So our thoughts, you know, something like, hey, I'm having a good hair day or a bad hair day. I had brilliant sleep. I had awful sleep. Today's going to be fantastic. Oh, I can't wait to get back home. I had such a boring day at work, horrible day, whatever it is, those are all thoughts, right? And they continuously run around in our brain. Like we actually are addicted to thoughts because we constantly um, identify with them. And you'll realize this as soon as you, you start to note how many times you are fully invested in your thoughts. You'll be sitting on the couch thinking of things that happened or are going to happen. We, we call it rehearsing for future or reliving the past. 
and you'll get so worked up in those emotions, but you're actually sitting on the couch. Couch. So those are your thoughts, right? They have immense influence over your state of being. Then that can go even further. Those thoughts all compiled into one thing is your ego. And your ego is a set of regulations and beliefs and conditionings that you've been taught your entire life. So there's your ego, which is stronger than a thought, but stems from all of your thoughts together. Then you've got your emotions. So I'm feeling sad, or I'm happy, or excited, or all of those things are also emotions that register in the body. You can feel them in the body, but they are a result of your thoughts. Now, the emotions can also go bigger. They can be a pain body. So each of us has a pain body. The pain body is something that you carry around with you from the day you're born. The pain body is all of your negative emotions throughout your entire life, which you haven't dealt with. So it's trapped energy inside of you. And depending on your life thread, it, the pain body might be very big and very dense, or it might be less dense. But all of us have a pain body. And this pain body just sits and waits for the opportune moment for it to come out of its shell. And whenever this happens, you find a friend or a loved one that acts like you don't even know them anymore. They have become these monsters, these animals that come out of their shell and just show their face. And then it goes into a dormant state again until something else triggers it. So this is what the pain body is. So in human aspects, we have on a smaller level, thoughts and emotions. And then on a larger level, egos and pain bodies. And then to make things worse, but I'm not going to go this into this in much more detail. But to make things worse, there's also the collective ego and the collective pain body, which is, when I say collective, I mean the entire world has an ego or a pain body. Uh, the entire racial, uh, entire racial group has an ego or a pain body. Uh, all females have a collective ego or a pain body. And we feel those as well and latch onto those as well. So yes, humans are very complicated things to understand. And if we don't know these things about ourselves and how they work, we can't even begin to understand the human being concept. Then we have the being aspect or the ocean aspect of human being. So this aspect has more to do with something that words really can't actually describe. People call it energy, your vibration, bliss, divinity, God, whatever you want to call it, we all understand it. And you don't even have to be religious or spiritual if you just understand the concept of energy and look on scientific basis i mean all of us and everything around us is made out of different particles vibrating at a different frequency so 
yeah, that's basically what the being part is. And this is where the word concept that I mentioned earlier is important because you it's difficult to describe. But let's say let's let me give you an example. So the being part is that moment where you sit in awe when you see a beautiful sunrise or a beautiful sunset. You're just captured in that moment and you feel this beautiful bliss. When you see someone that you love smile or someone doing something amazing, singing a beautiful song and you're completely captured by that moment and you feel love and bliss and fulfillment, that is what I'm talking about when I say being or ocean. And we all have access to that every single day, every single moment. But we have to balance our human and our being. We have to balance it. If we don't balance it, we get caught up in our ego and in our pain bodies, our thoughts, our emotions. They take us over. We become them. But the thing is that they are concerned with separation. They individualize you when actually you are in deeper essence, much more connected than they would like you to believe. So everything in our life has to do with learning how to balance our human part and our being part. So how do we start to balance our human parts with our being parts? Because let's be honest, most of us are completely identified with our human parts. We might be vaguely aware of something deeper, but not really. Our emotions and our thoughts keep pulling us back into me, myself, I, and we make up the story around us what we are, what we should be doing, what people expect of us. And that's the problem. That completely sucks all of our power away from the being part. So balancing it out, how do we start? The first thing, and this is the most important step, is to notice your thoughts and your emotions. As soon as you start to become aware of the insane thoughts that you're having and how mostly negative they are, you start to step away from associating with them. Realizing the emotions, trying to feel them in your body. Where are they sitting? Are they sitting on your chest? Is it at the pit of your stomach? Not necessarily trying to label the emotion, but just realizing that it's there. And just taking a step back from those thoughts and emotions and noticing them. Become aware of them. Through no that, that noticing and that awareness, you'll already start to get a sense that you are not those thoughts and emotions. You are something bigger. You are actually whatever is watching or sensing the emotions and the thoughts. 
and that's the first step. When I first started practicing the power of now, I was very critical of myself and the negative emotions and thoughts I was feeling. And this is not what I mean. You, you're allowed to have those thoughts and emotions. You must just disidentify from them. That Understand that you are not the thoughts and the emotions, but you are allowed to have the thoughts and emotions. The second thing that you can do is start to become aware of space and time. Space and time is relative to your perception. So use your body and your senses and your breathing to really take you back into the present moment. The present moment is where your bliss hangs out. Like this is, you'll, ne you'll not find your bliss in the past or in the future. You'll only find it in the present moment. So use your body. Whenever you feel that your thoughts have become overly negative or your emotions are carrying you away, become aware of your body. Just, where are you? You're sitting on your couch. Feel the weight of the, your body on the couch. Feel the fabric of the couch. Feel your breathing as it goes in and out of your body and really use your senses Look at things without labeling them. Look at them and feel them almost. You feel them with your inner body. And through this, you just, you kind of balance things out. I say inner body here and that's again one of the words that are difficult to describe. It's like your energy, your force field, your vibration and it inside of your body your body is an anchor for it right so you can feel it any time you want you can tap into that right it sounds really simple but it's a lot more difficult to disassociate from your thoughts emotions space and time right I mean that's everything we have when we think we are only humans it's ridiculous once you've practiced these things for a while, you might start to realize that your approach to life is a bit different. For instance, why three months ago you had stomped down the corridor asking everyone at work who had eaten your apple. This was your apple. No one else had the right to eat your apple. Who did it and why? And buy me another apple, right? Whereas where you practice disassociating from your thoughts and your emotions and diving into your energy field, your divinity, then you're much calmer about this. Yes, it was an apple that you had brought to work to eat. Was it your apple? Mm, that's questionable because your is identification with that apple. It's association that you owned the apple and yes okay in relative terms you might have but you just you kind of rephrase it my apple an apple I brought to work to eat so 
then you kind of just walk down the corridor and ask people if someone ate an apple and if that person did eat an apple then just tell them that it was the apple that you brought to work and it might diffuse the situation entirely because three months ago when you did the whole barging down the corridor thing you spread the entire office with negative energy and people shouted at you to shut up while now someone might actually feel sorry for eating your apple and bring you another apple to work <laughs> it might not always work out that well but you get what i mean all right so that's the whole concept of yielding versus opposing so you yield to the situation you take a step back you don't oppose it immediately you don't protect uh, opinion or a property or an identity you protect yourself still um, but it's a deeper protection than just the material protection what also happens is that your perception of what is good and what is bad kind of disintegrates because there is in reality no good and no bad. There's only my perception of what I wanted to happen versus what actually happened, which wasn't what I wanted. Again, want. Identification with what you wanted. So you kind of take a step back from situations and things just become interesting. Like if a curveball is thrown your way and something doesn't work out, the way you wanted it to you kind of just huh okay there might be emotions with that and that's fine sad anger and you feel them and you give them space to be but it's not you don't fall into a victim mentality another concept to discuss here is the whole acceptance versus surrender scenario so what power of now is, is in essence that we want to accept the current moment exactly the way it is. Even if it's not turned out the way we wanted it to, we want to accept it. The situation has happened. We are here. We are now. We are present. We are breathing. We are alive. We are life. That is the acceptance of the moment. Surrender to a moment or to a life situation can be very difficult because let's face it, life throws us with some serious curveballs sometimes. Things you don't see coming. You get cancer. Someone you lo love dies. You go through a breakup. All of those things put us in places where the emotions and their thoughts are really difficult and it's difficult for us to surrender to that to surrender to the illness to surrender to not having someone to hold at night to surrender to being in pain but here's the thing even though those bad things bad again a word happen we can accept them if we just go into the present moment as if we chose this moment because we are life even though those things happen 
We are alive. We are breathing. And nothing can take that away from us. So what I mean to say is that you don't necessarily have to surrender to a situation, but you can accept it. Acceptance and surrender is different. Acceptance is in the now. Surrender might be a victim mentality. Okay, so if you haven't been listening to a word I've been saying, don't worry about it. Here's what you need to take away from this podcast. You are a human being. Not just a human, also a being. Ripple and ocean. And for you to live your best life, you need to balance these two concepts. Whenever you feel overwhelmed by your emotions and your thoughts, you are able to disassociate and step away from them and dive into your body, into your senses, into your bliss. This doesn't mean that your emotions or your thoughts are your enemies. We just want to create a life where we can feel these emotions and have these thoughts, but the undertone will be less impending doom and more a blissful sense of the moment kind of feeling. And that's the power of now. If you want to read the book, be my guest. It's fantastic. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Look out for my next podcasts. I'm going to go into meditation, journaling, sleeping hacks, you name it. I'm covering it. Remember to follow me on Instagram, B underscore A underscore Ripple, as well as on Facebook. And I'll chat to you guys again in two weeks. All right. Bye.